As clinicians, we know very well how common pregnancy loss is. However, this particular topic is not commonly discussed in our patient communities. This topic needs to be discussed more and women should know that they are not alone. No matter what the stage of the pregnancy, it hurts. But more importantly, letting patients know it's not their fault is very, very important. How best should we counsel our patients? This interview coming up hopefully will answer these questions. This is ReachMD, and I am your host, Dr. Renee Allen. And with me today is Dr. Jocelyn Slaughter-Moore, practicing OBGYN in private practice at Harris Healthcare for Women and attending at Clareview Regional Medical Center and Eastside Medical Center in Georgia. Dr. Slaughter-Moore, welcome to ReachMD. Thank you so much for having me, Renee. I'm very happy to be here. Today, we will be discussing pregnancy loss and counseling our patients. Dr. Moore, I first want to start off this discussion with asking you to define the various types of pregnancy losses that can occur in each of the trimesters. Um, Yes. Well, pregnancy loss, it is largely defined um, as the cessation of pregnancy, and each trimester has different ways that this can happen. Um, in the first trimester, the common, most common pregnancy loss will be a miscarriage. Um, however, there are other ways that pregnancies can end, as in you can have an ectopic pregnancy that is it's not as common, but this is also a pregnancy loss, a pregnancy that is not in the uterus, and it is commonly in the fallopian tube and the pregnancy ends or the physician has to end the pregnancy because it can be life-threatening. Also in the first trimester, people I consider pregnancy loss, people who are trying to have children through um, reproductive technologies like in vitro fertilization. And if this attempt fails, I still consider this a pregnancy loss, especially if they're using um, embryos. This is another form of pregnancy loss in the first trimester. So second trimester pregnancy losses commonly are a result of preterm labor where a woman goes into labor um, before the viability of her pregnancy. Um, Also, the woman's cervix sometimes can start to open, and that's called cervical incompetency. That's also a form where you can lose a pregnancy. Um, Also, infections and um, fetal demises where for some reason we do not know, the baby's heart stops beating inside. And lastly, the third trimester, common forms of pregnancy loss, problems with the placenta, where the baby's placenta somehow does not properly work and function, and the baby doesn't get enough blood, and the baby dies inside of the mother. Um, sometimes also there's an infection that can cause a loss of the pregnancy, and Complications during labor, where during the labor process, the baby does not survive the birth. Um, These are all very traumatic in ways that pregnancy can end before the life is started. Jocelyn, I'm a practicing OBGYN, and I know that for me, one of the most 
devastating uh, pieces of news that I can carry to my patients is that they have had a pregnancy loss. Can you advise other OBGYNs and other doctors who take care of pregnant patients, how should the doctor tell their patient that they're having a loss of their pregnancy? This is very important to OBGYNs and any other physician, like an emergency room physician, nurse practitioner, who may encounter a woman have to give them the news that they have lost their pregnancy. Usually, this is a setting that is usually at night or in the middle of the night, or it's information that the patient obviously was not expecting to hear. The first thing is that you want to never assume that the patient already knows that they're either having a pregnancy loss or had a pregnancy loss. You don't assume that another physician has already told them. I've had an experience where I thought that I was called to the emergency room for a miscarriage, and I believe that the physician had already told the patient, but they actually hadn't. Um, the next step is you want to sit down. Make sure you're sitting down, not standing over the patient, but sitting down, making eye contact with them, and ask them if there's anybody else that they want in the room to discuss the information that you want to tell them. And make sure you know everyone in the room. Sometimes there may be a male with them or a female with them, and you want to make sure that this person is either the father of the pregnancy or there may be the patient's partner. Make sure that you know who that is because it may not be who you think it is. You want to give them the information very directly, but as in a sympathetic way as possible. And the biggest thing is you want to explain to them immediately after telling them that their pregnancy has ended or that it's a non-viable pregnancy, that it's not their fault. You want to focus on the next steps to do. Give them time to process the information and focus on the next steps because sometimes with pregnancy loss, there has to be procedures, medications to complete the pregnancy. And always in this short period of time, try to also mention the future and have a positive outlook on future pregnancies for them. Thank you. If you're just tuning in, you are listening to Reach MD, and I am your host, Dr. Renee Allen, and I'm speaking with Dr. Jocelyn Slaughter-Moore, and we are discussing pregnancy loss. Jocelyn, in the first half of this podcast, you discussed the various types of pregnancy loss in the different stages of trimester, and then also the point of view of delivering the news from the physician's point of view. I now want to focus on the patient's point of view. The hurt for a patient experiencing a pregnancy loss is tremendous. What has been in your experience? How do we best counsel these patients that's going through this devastating time in their life? The first thing is that what you brought up a very good point, Renee, is that this is, again, a very traumatic event. And everything that a physician says to a patient when they have their miscarriage or pregnancy loss, they will remember word for word, detail for detail, because it is a stressful, traumatic event. So, in um, talking to them, you want to make sure that they have a good support system to emotionally deal with this pregnancy loss. Um, again, you, you want to find out if they have a partner, who's the partner, find out if this pregnancy was through reproductive technology, if it was an unknown pregnancy, and really try to get a background of what the patient is going through. I've had experiences where a patient might have a a first trimester loss, and one patient may be devastated, and another patient may not because she may have several other children. It may not be as traumatic, but as physicians, we have to be sure that no matter 
what the reaction is, it's appropriate for that patient. You never know if that patient's pregnancy, the father of the child, may not still be living. And that pregnancy may loss may bring back another emotion of the father of the child leaving and being deceased as well. So you have to find out the background of the patient and the background of the pregnancy, counseling them, making sure they come back for follow-up visits to make sure they're emotionally stable and allow them to grieve. It's normal for patients to grieve, and patients do it in very different ways. Don't be surprised or say, wow, you're not very sad because the patient just deals with it in a different way. So allowing the patient time to grieve, having follow-up appointments, and making sure that they're physically okay. As physicians, we, we have to constantly be reminded that our job is to make sure that the woman is healthy and that this loss of pregnancy does not cause harm to her body. So making sure that she's healthy and doing all the things medically that we have to do. Let's talk about how common pregnancy loss is and what we as doctors can do to prevent miscarriage or stillbirths. Pregnancy loss is much more common than people think. In my age range, a lot of my friends are becoming pregnant now. And as a clinician, I know about miscarriage and pregnancy loss, but a lot of people who are not in any medicine, they had no clue that it was even possible for their pregnancy to end early, which was astonishing to me. But it's clear that people don't discuss this amongst themselves. Families don't talk about it. Culturally in America, we don't discuss pregnancy loss like other countries do. It's something that women don't want to discuss. No, You don't want to tell anyone that you've ever had a miscarriage, but it's very common. Studies show that about 10% of first trimester pregnancies do end in miscarriage or pregnancy loss. And 50% of those, we do not know what caused that. And this, again, is known pregnancy. The 10% may be higher for patients who maybe never knew they were pregnant and may have had a late period and never knew that they actually miscarried. As you get further along in your pregnancy, the rate for pregnancy loss decreases dramatically. The further you go, it's very unlikely for the pregnancy to end. As physicians, as clinicians, there are several things that we can do to help prevent pregnancy loss. And usually, unfortunately, most of the time, a patient will have a loss before any intervention is made. The first thing is that clinicians, before a patient becomes pregnant, need to make sure a patient is healthy. If they have medical problems like diabetes or hypertension, it needs to be controlled. Patients want to be informed if you're trying to get pregnant, you should reduce smoking cigarettes or not smoke, not drink alcohol, and have your health as optimal as possible mentally and physically. Also, once a patient becomes pregnant, if they've had previous pregnancy loss, they should be followed by an OBGYN very closely. There are medications that we're now starting, like progesterone, that can be given vaginally and injections that can reduce the chances of pregnancy loss. Sometimes OBGYNs or maternal fetal specialists or reproductive endocrinologists will start patients on anticoagulants to help prolong their pregnancy. And in some cases, a surgery like called a cerclage for the cervix can help reduce the chances of the cervix opening up. These are things that have to be discussed with physicians. And if you're a non-OBGYN, you have a patient that's pregnant who's had previous losses, you want to get them into an OBGYN as soon as possible, even if they just have a positive pregnancy test. That is such valuable information. 
I actually want you to discuss a little bit about how do clinicians prepare the patients, the partner, the family for the next steps to try again, if that's an option, and how long should a patient wait to try to become pregnant again? Well, this is very important because in most women who have a miscarriage, their next pregnancy is a normal pregnancy, that the odds are in their favor. I usually tell patients that you have to wait at least until the current pregnancy loss is completely finished. And we usually know that if you have a negative pregnancy test, which sometimes can take about four weeks after having a pregnancy loss to get a negative pregnancy test. That's the recommendation so that there's no confusion between the pregnancy that you lost and the new pregnancy that you'll start. But the most important thing is that you want to make sure your patient is emotionally, physically ready to have another pregnancy, that both the partner and the patient and their family structure is also ready. And physically, sometimes patients may have a pregnancy loss in the third trimester or have to have a surgery like a C-section and the pregnancy somehow is lost. Those patients need to wait much longer before trying to get pregnant. Um, I usually tell patients if you've had a C-section and you want to get pregnant again, it's the same thing as having a baby. You want to wait at least three months before trying, and I usually recommend try to wait six months after having any type of surgery on your uterus before trying to get pregnant again. And finally, Dr. Moore, I wanted to discuss how do we as doctors emotionally deal with pregnancy loss? It is very important for doctors, OBGYNs especially, to make sure that we are not compartmentalizing or or negating our feelings and our emotions during pregnancy loss. A lot of OBGYNs nowadays are women, and sometimes you may be pregnant while you are a doctor trying to deal with someone having a pregnancy loss. When I was pregnant, I was working, and I had a few patients who did have pregnancy losses. And you do feel guilt when you're pregnant as a clinician and you're trying to help women, or if you have a family, or you just may feel guilty just in the host of the scenario that happened. It's important not to feel guilt, but try to feel empathy and try to make the patient feel as comfortable as possible. You have to accept any feelings that you have. It's whatever feelings you have are valid, but try not to blame yourself. A lot of times as physicians, when we see a patient that's had a pregnancy loss, we start to wonder what we could have done better and did we do a good job and is it our fault that we missed something. Chances are there wasn't anything missed, and we can use this experience to research and find new information and maybe do something different for that patient the next time. I think that also you shouldn't, as a clinician, feel that you have to have a certain emotional response. Sometimes most OBGYNs have been practicing for a long time, and when we're in residency, we've seen hundreds of women with pregnancy loss, and we may not feel any emotion when a patient comes in with a pregnancy loss. And people may say, well, don't you feel bad? And you may say, well, not necessarily because I know that this is my job and I have to do it. So don't feel bad for not being very emotional, but know that this is our job and we have to do it. And we have to make sure that we're emotionally able to do our job. If you feel that the pregnancy loss or people having miscarriages or stillbirths are really taking a toll on your professional ability, seek a therapist. I think it's not a sign of weakness to go to a counselor, go to a therapist to talk about the emotional things that we have to deal with every day.
you may be in one room telling a patient she has a pregnancy loss and then five minutes later go and deliver a baby. It's an extreme emotional roller coaster that OBGYNs encounter on a daily basis. And also, finally, you have to take care of yourself as a physician. You have to take vacations, spend time with your own family, and also follow up with your patients. If you're thinking about a patient, call them, try to get a follow-up appointment. It's very likely that they're doing very well. And um, seeing them and following up with them um, will make you feel better that their life is okay and they're moving forward. Jocelyn, this was such an important podcast, and I'm so thankful that you agreed to give this information. In these final moments, is there any information that you feel that you need to still portray to our listeners? I think for the physicians and clinicians out there who are listening who have to deal with telling someone that they have a pregnancy loss, the main thing is this is a pivotal moment in their life. And you want to make sure that you make it as less traumatic as possible. This is a very important issue, and talk. And most likely, as clinicians, we're not we'll encounter pregnancy loss in people who aren't our patients, in our own families, in our friends, in different people that we see. People will ask you about, "I'm having a miscarriage. I had a miscarriage. What do you think happened? What do you think I should do?" And we have to be prepared because you can't ever say you're not a doctor today. You're always a doctor. You're always going to be questioned. So being prepared to help anybody and everybody who may have questions about pregnancy and making sure that it's not the patient's fault. Even if there are things that are modifiable that the patient can do to help improve their next pregnancy, it's never the patient's fault or the partner's fault for a pregnancy loss. Many thanks to our guest, Dr. Jocelyn Slaughter-Moore, for joining us today. Thank you so much, Jocelyn. You're welcome. Thank you so much, Renee, for having me. I am your host, Dr. Renee Allen. To download this podcast and others in this series, please visit reachmd.com. We encourage you to like, share, and comment on this episode. Thank you for listening to ReachMD. Be part of the knowledge.